Happy holidays, everybody. I am letter J plus swimming paddle plus baby saying da plus letter N with a big space then a letter H plus donkey. Welcome to game shows, I suppose. Everybody and welcome to the niche podcast about the one thing that I know something about game shows I suppose I'm your host Jordan Haas uh, we have a great episode today we'll be talking classic concentration with Adam Bell uh, part of our new year two lineup of game shows I suppose some of your favorites from the first year returning for the second year and much more elaborate uh, game shows, a more elaborate setups, and I'm going to try and figure out how to fix my leg cramp because, ow, it has been hurting me all day. I've been, I woke up this morning with a pillow right between my legs and then it just sort of raised it up and then I guess I fell asleep and now it's just been sore all day. Been doing that weird waddle walk for a bit. <sighs> anyway, I've been, rec- I'm recording this episode a couple of days before Christmas because I want to have a nice Christmas special here. Problem is, it's also the last episode of 2019. We're ending the decade as well. So uh, I could do an It's a Wonderful Life parody where I pretend a world where game shows doesn't exist. I could uh, do, a, do a whole Christmas special. I mean, game shows have been always an important part of Christmas. I mean, most television, there's always a Christmas game show special. Price is Right did a couple of those this week, by the way. Uh, but, I mean, like, Deal or No Deal got its start at Christmas week. So did, uh, like, Who's Still Standing, though. So you, you can take it or leave it, depending on which game show. Anyway, I checked the news, and there's no news. That's a good Christmas present for me. So instead of doing the news segment... It is the final uh, episode of 2019, so let's do a year-in wrap-up. And let me remind you all of the weird stuff that happened this year in the world of game shows. Oh, 2019, what a year it was. Full of game shows making comebacks, game shows you might have forgotten, and game shows we wish to forget. January was the premiere of Game Show Network's Common Knowledge, hosted by Joey Fatone, as well as NBC debuting the Titan Games, the physical competition show based on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's workouts. Did you know that? And also, Fox debuted the one-of-a-kind singing competition game show, The Masked Singer, which ultimately saw its first season winner, T-Pain. And, of course, this year, at the end, it ended with Wayne Brady winning The Masked Singer, which was, I think, last week. So, bookends. 
What a nice thing. February saw the premiere of Small Fortune on ITV. This skill competition show was over the top in its antics, but was played with bite-sized small props. The show was pretty much supposed to be the replacement to The Cube, and it looks like it got its wish because Small Fortune ended up getting picked up for NBC, so expect that coming out real soon. March saw the debut of a few game shows, such as Mental Samurai, hosted by Rob Lowe, Catchpoint, the BBC game show where you catch balls, Battle of the Ages on BYU television, and the unfortunate news about Alex Trebek having pancreatic cancer. This YouTube video went viral, and thousands of people responded with messages of hope and encouragement, and not just for him, but for anyone who has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And through all of this horrific things, April saw one of the biggest turns in the history of Jeopardy, as James Holzhauer made his debut. This person would go on to break all sorts of records and go on to become a Jeopardy icon, so much so that next year he's going to be competing against Brad Rutter and Ken Jennings in the Jeopardy Greatest of All Time tournament. May saw the premiere of Flinch on Netflix. Remember Flinch? People go, ah, and then they get hurt. That was fun, right? <laughs> it also saw the end of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And, well, let's face it. If they couldn't get a million-dollar question in the span of, like, six years, why you even call it Millionaire to begin with? Whereas in the UK version, by making a limited event series, it has grown to be a huge successful show yet again. May also saw the debut of this singing show that was similar to Shark Tank called Songland, where ordinary songwriters had their lyrics sung by some of the greatest artists of our generation. June was the biggest game show month of them all. You saw the reboot of, a, of Press Your Luck with Elizabeth Banks and that ultimate bonus round where everyone's trying to come up with their own dream prizes to win. It was also the reboot of Card Sharks right after I talked about wanting Card Sharks to return. By the way, did you know Card Sharks is a race to be the first player to reveal all 10 of your cards? Thanks, Joel. Also, we saw the debut of Holy Moly with Steph Curry. And we also saw Fox's attempt at a big money game show with Spin the Wheel. Yeah. There was also the premiere of Awake on Netflix. Don't sleep on that show. That was actually kind of a sleeper hit in my mind. Yes, that's a pun intended. Please laugh. Also, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader got rebooted on Nickelodeon, and it is the best version of the show so far with John Cena as the host. And also in June saw the debut of another Game Show Network original series by the name of Best Ever Trivia Show, now known as Masterminds. July saw the return of Hollywood Game Night. You remember Hollywood Game Night? That was the game show with Jane Lynch. Celebrities would plug like their upcoming sitcoms on NBC, like Superstore and they give away $25,000 by playing a celebrity name game with a celebrity and another celebrity. It was also supposed to be the debut of The Wall, season three. But as we were reporting, almost every week, NBC just didn't bother putting out episodes of The Wall. And there's a lot of speculation as to why. If you ask me, 
It could be Chris Hardwick and the public perception of the guy. It could also be just NBC doesn't want to pay out the big chunks of money if they don't think they're going to get the ratings out of it, especially when you had America's Got Talent playing during the entirety of the month. August saw Charisse Theron make a cameo appearance in Hyperdrive, a Netflix original series based on the exciting world of street racing. There was lots of uh, balancing acts on a giant uh, bridge. There was drift racing on water and lots of cool slow-mo effects as Rutledge would go, wow, look at that engine go. September saw the premiere of 25 Words or Less in syndication as Meredith Vieira would return to the world of game shows yet again. And we also saw a revival on the UK of the iconic game show Supermarket Sweep as three teams of two would go wild in the aisles to try and find 3,000 pounds. What I loved about it was Ryan Clark Neal as the host. What I didn't like about it was not knowing anybody from Love Island who was a celebrity. And I'm putting that in air quotes. Celebrity. Huh? But in October, we saw the revival of two classic game shows, Cash Cab Return to Bravo and Catch 21 Returned to GSN. Alfonso is back, and they're flipping over the cards to try and get $25,000. And Bailey is back driving the Beep Beep Cash Cab as a trivia questions in the Bravo version of the show. Instead of these science-based questions, there were more pop culture-based questions. And because it was Bravo, you have to have the Vanderpump rules there. Right? Vanderpumps. Misery Index made its debut in October, just like AEW Dynamite would promote as well. This hilarious game show with the Impractical Jokers would try and figure out what is the worst of all the evils in the world. And as it turns out, well, a whole lot of bad things could happen. But Netflix also had one of the greatest shows to come out of this year, which most people have forgotten about, Rhythm and Flow, a rap-based singing competition show with Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I. being judges in this rap battle, which saw D-Smoke come out on top. Instead of a record deal, they got a quarter million dollars. But what I like about it was because this was Netflix, they had a, they had no filter on this, so there was a lot of cursing in this. And you know what? I think that's what made it stand out for me. And I like this show a lot, and I do recommend you watch it. So... November, we saw the return of Busted, the Korean game show based on detective work. Some days I just kind of missed the genius game. But besides Busted, we also got to see The Switch, the great new game show where if you pick wrong, you are out of the game. Look, UK game shows really didn't really have much going for it this year. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to like the epic game show debuting crystal maze is coming to an end lots of bad stuff happened december rooster teeth's chump made its debut uh nickelodeon had musical family as well as top elf yay and we saw the end of double dare which goes to tell you what made it end was it this focus on nostalgia? Was it budgetary reasons? Or was it the fact they tried to renovate the format by making it a tournament? I don't know the answers to any of this. But I do know that 
We are approaching 2020, and there is a lot more revivals coming out. We are going to see the Crystal Maze debut in January. We're going to be seeing Quibi start up in April, and there's going to be a version of Singled Out from the 90s and a version of Legends of the Hidden Temple also from the 90s. But there's also a Jedi Temple challenge with Star Wars, and it makes you wonder if Star Wars is that bad, will people actually agree to be a contestant on the Star Wars game show on Disney Plus? I don't know. We're also seeing the return of Press Your Luck, the return of Holy Moly, the return of Card Sharks, and much, much more. There's going to be a debut of a game show called Don't. People aren't going to like it, I assume. People aren't going to like Don't. But it's going to debut soon. Thumbs up. And we are going to be seeing Get a Clue, which, by the way, will be reviewed at the end of this episode. So well, lots of new game shows coming around the corner, lots of familiar shows returning, 2020 looks to be like an exciting year for game shows. But once again, the Funko Papa comedy wants me to remind you that everything that you see and watch is just an intellectual property that's meant to be bought and sold and monetized for the sake of merchandise such as making Funko Pops. Man, even with like an okay year of game shows with a whammy debuting in Card Sharks, I still am not happy. What gives? I'm making a game show podcast and this is just not making me excited. Well, I guess I'll start today's episode then. For the final episode of Game Shows, I suppose, of the year, I thought it would be great to talk about one of those classic game shows that I remember, that I have a fond memory over, and I don't think that many people really remember what a success this show was. It is called Concentration, and it's one of my childhood favorite game shows. The one, of course, I saw was with Alex Trebek, and classic concentration repeats are on buzzer right now. But this has its origins way back in the 50s and 60s and 70s even. And it's one of those shows that is easy to explain, but also very exciting to watch. What is starts as a memory match game show with, instead of apples and butterflies, it's prizes ends with a rebus puzzle, which it made its debut in Concentration. What I enjoy about the show is the way it handles this uh, back and forth, and there's a play-along factor where if you're watching at home, you get to play along if you can memorize, or in this case, concentrate where the locations of the prizes are. And there's all sorts of wacky spaces, such as a wild card, uh, take a present, or sorry, take a, one gift, or forfeit one gift, which lets you like push one of your prizes over to your opponent. There's so many different nooks and crannies to this game that also has this very fun puzzle element that I also enjoy. 
that it becomes one of the most classic game shows in our history. Not only that, Concentration would have a legacy of board game adaptations. I remember so many Milton Bradley versions of this Concentration set with the little rollers, and then you would put apart a little cardboard sleeves and try to play along at home. I like that. That was fun to me. And above all else, because I, I said this with the Card Sharks episode too, um, it's also one of the first game shows I've ever played, like an adaptation. It was the DOS version of Classic Concentration, a DOS version of Family Feud, and a DOS version of Card Sharks. So I, I just, out of a necessity of we've already done Card Sharks this year, we've already done Family Feud this year, it makes sense at least to me to wrap up the Jordan Haas rambles about his childhood game shows with, of course, classic concentration. So I'm glad to be able to talk about this iconic format, whether it's Jack Nars or Alex Rebeck, with one of my funny friends, Adam Bell. So with that being said, let's start today's episode and turn the table. Hey, folks! <laughs> Hi! It's a good start. I mean, I'm with me on the line. Is friend of the show, Game Shows, I suppose, correspondent Adam Bell. Coming to you live in the field. Coming to you live from Peter Pan Peanut Butterland. <laughs> I'm coming to you here live in the field. Uh, I'm in the prize wall behind the contestants right this moment. As we talk classic concentration. And I guess classic regular concentration. My so-called friend Montressor laid a bunch of bricks when I was up in here. He said there was a cask of Amontillado in here. <laughs> but all I see is these uh, these slips of paper with prize, prize listings on them. Now, Adam, uh, what, what, what are you seeing on these prize? What are they being described as? Uh well let's see what do I have here uh I've got uh, uh three four leaf clovers uh four three leaf clovers that that seems weird um I've got uh sweaters and uh, a cork sculpture I'm not sure what that is you never know what to expect here on on the concentration game show. But <laughs> I, uh, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how I'm supposed to communicate and, and uh, find my way out of the wall with these things. But I think is this the game? I think this is the game, right? Uh, well, you're, you, let me just help you out here. Let me just try and and fix the uh, the the game board by doing the bonus wall. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. No match. Five, six. No match. Seven, eight. No match. Nine, ten. No match. Eleven, twelve. No match. Thirteen, fourteen. I'm sorry. I don't. I, do any of these match up? I, can we talk with the producer? I, I think we need to stop. <laughs> Someone has to win that Suzuki Samurai. We only give you 40 seconds to do this. Well, 
I was going to go into it's it's it goes up five seconds every time it's not one, right? Uh, so <laughs> there is some level of like element of like, hey, if you don't win, you could still try. Should we maybe talk about the actual game that we're yes, supposedly we're discussing? Concentration, uh, cl- uh, cl- classic concentration and regular concentration. So all you need to know is. The Concentration game show is classic Concentration. But there, at one point, there was a game show called Concentration that was the game show Concentration we're about to talk about, but instead of giving away prizes, it was money and it was bad. I mean, was it bad? It, it was... No, like, the before it was classic Concentration, yeah, because it was just words. Is any game show truly bad... Uh, I mean, like, I have a few that are just real little shit shows. They're, like, sure. unpleasant. Uh, but it feels weird going back into the library of mid-afternoon NBC game shows. Listen, the, every game show has something about it you can appreciate. That is that is the motto of game whether, shows, I suppose. Whether it's the art direction or the music or the... Uh, kind of contestant that appears on the show or or, or the host. Yes, rather it's Chuck Walry clearly not giving a shit anymore on Scrabble. We're not talking about those puzzles anymore. I've, I'm free. We're now moving on to a different type of puzzle. The Rebus puzzle. I'm talking about my new favorite game show host, John Nars. Oh, you're talking oh oh jeez, you're you're talking uh Jack Nars. Jack Nars, <laughs> one of everyone's favorite game he did uh okay, so he had a few I think I got a crank call from Jack Nars once. <laughs> so he did Now You See It in the seventies. Uh he did a whole lot. he was in the back world of the uh the Barry Ingwright connections with shows like Dato, which was part of the game show scandals of the time. And uh, let's just say he's one of those underrated, underappreciated game show hosts that I feel should be in the Hall of Fame because he was the most game show host as game show host. When we think game he, show host, you know, you think of like the creepy hair and the weird suits and the, hey, how's it going? Barbara, you know, you look great today. You're here to play some concentration. Oh yeah, yeah. His his game show host energy was at was at eleven, and it was and he clearly did not give a shit. <laughs> he was there to have fun. Let's look at the puzzles. So concentration. I, I haven't even told you when the show debuted. It was nineteen fifty eight, and it was originally hosted uh, by Hugh Downs. That was the, the first version we saw. We went through Classic Concentration, then we had a trip through memory lane with a Hugh Downs episode, uh, one episode with uh, Jack Nars, and of course, back to Trebek. Uh, but fun fact, at one point, Ed McMahon was one of the hosts. Oh, all right. Because it was NBC. This was a Hallmark NBC game show for the longest time. Mm. Uh, and then it went into syndication in 73, uh, with one Mark Goodson, Bill Tom in production with John I've Olson as the them. announcer, uh, and then it became classic concentration uh, once again. Mark Goodson, uh, well up into 1992. Uh, well, I think 
91. So we we love classic concentration. I think that's the one most people our age are familiar with because of the DOS games, uh, the NES game, and the uh, the element of a Rebus puzzle. I, I, w- I will say my seven-year-old uh, very much enjoys the classic concentration NES game. Because it, it is essentially, because uh, it, it plays in two parts. One is like a memory match, like that preschool game memory match, memory, or in some places they call it concentration. Uh, you flip over the the apple, find the apple. Oh, there's the apple. You matched it. But unlike on in, in the preschool uh, game, you don't win an apple. But on this show, you do if you can solve the Rebus puzzle behind the 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 twenty five squares. Although originally thirty. I think uh, I think classic concentration has something to to give to the world, uh, if only because. It's the only time I can think of that rebuses have been culturally relevant. The rebus puzzle. Now, the rebus puzzle, uh, if you never know what the, the hell rebus puzzle is, it's essentially like a picture puzzle. You have letters, you have pictures, and they put different things together. For instance, uh, we can do, for, for, for Jordan Haas... We can do a J plus an or, uh, and then we can have a den, like a nice home den with a TV and the in a little chair. Jordan, and then you have a someone laughing, ha, and then a snake, and it goes. And then you put words and pictures together. It spells Jordan Haas. For, for mine is actually uh, very simple. Uh, you have an A and then a, uh, a set of weights. And that's all you really need. A dumbbell. I oh. definitely never got called that when I was in school. I feel sorry for the entire time you were in gym class. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I was never near the dumbbells in gym class. You don't have to feel that bad. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> And if you were a contestant on the show, uh, a weight? Yeah. <laughs> it's a weight. <laughs> yeah, it is, but no. Can we task? Can we task? So, Concentration originally was a 30-square game. Uh, it was a it was a concept created by a guy named Buddy Piper. Uh, the children's game of matching cards and its concentration <laughs> in the Rebus puzzle. In this show, in the original version, was 30 little trilons. So you want to talk like the complex version of Pyramid where they had to move the hands and, and things around? Try try doing that with pictures and <laughs> prizes. And from what we've seen, no, they constantly make mistakes. <laughs> Rather, it is trying to reveal the picture clues, reveal the prizes, or put the prizes on the prize board. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, more moving pieces means more uh, more potential for error. So the game works like this. The quick, the quickest way to explain the format, besides that, is it's teams. It's a play of two people, back and forth. Uh, one person is in control of the game, and they get to make a match. If they make a match, you know, stereo, stereo, or television, television, or vacation to Hawaii, vacation to Hawaii, they get the prize, and then they unveil the prizes. If they are unable to make a match. So it's television trip to Hawaii. 
they lose control of the board and it goes over to their opponent. Your goal is to get as many matches as possible because the more matches you get, the more squares are revealed, which reveals the Rebus puzzle at the end. That if you get correct, you can win all the prizes in your bank. Whoever gets it correct goes on to the winner's circle game where they have 40 seconds, 45 seconds, 50 seconds, whatever, to try and win a car by matching up uh, cars like Le Mans's and Ford's. If they can match all the cars up, make seven matches, they win the car, the car being the last car that they match. So there is strategy involved that they really want to win the big expensive car. Save that for last. But in practice, that it, it equals out to people frantically calling numbers and forgetting which number they called. And yeah, it, Here does, is, it doesn't. Here's basically every winner circle we have seen today, <laughs> not including double play. One, eight. No match. Two, eight. No match. Three, eight. No match. Four, nine. There's a pattern developing here. <laughs> One, twelve. <laughs> Match. You got one. And Trebek eventually goes from no match to no match. I guess we should talk about that. This is the first time you've actually mentioned his name. Yes, the the the, the classic concentration, the one that is the one everyone's familiar with, is hosted by Jeopardy great, the iconic legend, Mr. Alex Trebek. And in fine it's, form. In its, in its high form. Now, I know him from all sorts of game shows, from Wizard of Odds to High Rollers. So I'm very familiar with Alex Trebek outside of Jeopardy. But seeing him in classic concentration, it's like a totally different Alex, isn't it? It's a very different Alex Trebek. He, ha he has, uh, I think I described it as a very loose feel compared to uh, a very, I don't know, laid back sort of energy as opposed to to Jeopardy where he's very, you know, quiet and, and staid and scholarly most of the time. Because he's dealing with trivia questions and he's like has to play by order. 200, 400, right. 600, 800. Pick again. Yes, that's the daily double. Go again. Versus here where it's just like he just looks at the board. He, if he was drinking during the show, obviously that would be probably not only like allowed, but probably encouraged for concentration. I mean, this is the, this is during the era where he still had the mustache. And I assume the mustache just smelled of alcohol all day. He just, he had a flask on him at all times. And he's just like, well, okay, Kimberly, you look beautiful today. So uh, what's the, what's the bonus prize today? Very freewheeling. And then Gene Wood would actually be the only one that actually has to do some dignity like, yeah, it's a lovely <laughs> arcade cabinet. <laughs> that was a lovely arcade cabinet. And it was like, it was like something straight out of Starcade. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. And it was like, in the, the classic concentration did not take away what happened with earlier concentration, which was the gag gifts. So in earlier rounds it was 30 squares, like a, a, uh, five by six uh, with, with different horizontals. It, prizes became everything from like sweaters and, and coats and, and champagne, or as they call it, giggle water. Giggle water. Giggle water. Uh, they had uh, gag prizes, and then they had a forfeit a prize. 
Some of the bonus things include a wild card where if you grab the wild card, you pick whatever whatever is the next thing you match, you automatically get, and they will reveal where it was on the board. If you can get both wild cards, you win a small cash bonus of $500. Or I think 1000 when it was uh, on classic concentration with Trebek. Uh, oh, it was... A, so... Neat. I just realized uh, there's a cash bonus, too. Uh, each game had one of three wild cards. Choosing two wild cards would earn a contestant a $500 bonus if the third was chosen to be 1000 Oh, okay. All right. That's That was the new. And then in 89, they started doing a jackpot where it was $100 added to the 500 eh. And it was a take card, which was also something that existed in the early days, as we've seen. Where you can take an opponent's prize, uh, which I thought was it actually makes more sense in the classic concentration days when it's like, hey, if someone has a cool prize you want, you can take that one. That's a very uh, Mario Party sort of element. It's a Mario Party element in this Rebus Puzzle memory match game show. Yeah. Uh, it's weird that they tried to make this sound like such a cerebral game show in the 70s. It's really not. It's, I would say this should be like baby's first game show. And I'm not saying that to be insulting to the game show itself. Like this should be definitely like, if you have a kid, like a baby, you want to get them into game shows young, start with concentration. I mean, I mean, the Rebuses definitely take some sort of, uh, some sort of lateral thinking sometimes to work out. It, it's like a, it's like a wheel of fortune puzzle, except you don't have it spelled out in front of you, you know? Yes, it's just you have to figure out the picture and then you have to like say it out loud and it's you have to figure out the pictures based on the weird art that the uh that that the artist they have put together. And it, it's but, such a fa- fascinating thing cuz it goes from Barry Ingwright Productions which is the like uh Barry Ingwright by the way, that is the Jack Bear. That's the bad people who did the game show rigging for a bit. Mm. Uh, like the Jokers, but they were also the Jokers Wild People. Uh, and then it became a Fremontal Media show because it's a Mark Goodson. So theoretically, Adam, theoretically, if, if, even though we're jumping like way, way, way ahead of this, we this is a show that's a Fremontal Library game. This is a Card Sharks. This is a Press Your Luck. That theoretically, mm-hmm. this show could be brought back at any time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes you, and it just makes you wonder. Hmm, what are we gonna do? Well, more on that later. Uh, <laughs> one of the favorite things I like on the show is the time capsule. It seems like when we were watching the like a early classic concentration, it was very eighties, like big elbow pads, uh, big shoulder pads, big hair, big hair, and it was just like. Them saying the same, and them basically doing what amounts to saying five. That's a that's a VCR. <laughs> Eight home theater. Oh, tough luck. <laughs> like that was Trebek. Mm-hmm. Or in the seventies, it would just be like, oh, it's uh, racing tickets, horse racing tickets. It's a total radio, whatever that means. It's a v- It's a toaster oven. Great. <laughs> Then when we watched the last version, which has to be like the last season, it has to be like last season version of Classic Concentration. 
they fucking went all in game show contestant mode, and it just annoyed both of us so much because it's I, like because they were now think doing the whole think out loud, say everything, and try and add some commentary to anything you see on the on the screen or in game. I looked at the the date on the end of those credits, and that said 1987. Still, what the hell? I don't know, man. Even on even on press your luck, they just went. I want more money, Peter. Press my luck. <laughs> like even on things like Scrabble, they're just like, I want the bonus. Bing bong. I'm this, going to press button. I want to push Hope button. For no whammy, no button. Boop up five hundred dollars. Yes. Money, like money, yes, <laughs> I like money. <laughs> but on it this show, sort of, it, it was kind of like really... it was like a precursor to Deal or No Deal contestants. Yeah, it it really is. It, like w- w- I think it was uh, Jack Mar- Jack Nars earlier who you said gave like a five second description of the game. It's like hey, you look at look at the board. You pick some numbers. We look at pictures. That's it. <laughs> like that was it. That's that's basically it, and that's basically it for deal or no deal. Also, you pick a number, I mean, there, you get there, money or not, your choice. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple more steps in there, but basically, it boils down to you. You pick a number, you get some money, and that's why I think Jack Nars was one of the best game show hosts. <laughs> you can sum that up in like a hey, we're having fun here. You just call numbers. There's pictures. That's it. Because. <laughs> That's all you did. They they called numbers. There's pictures. That's it. As advertised. As advertised. Now their version of the bonus round was somewhat different. That was the double play game, which I will say is a is a better. Bo- See, the original version didn't really have a bonus game. Double play kind of was added on, and that was just a here pick some numbers, and like whatever is the first match you get of nine is the the prize. If you find the magic wild card thing. You get all the prizes on the board, and then you can win that playing uh, essentially a speed up. Here's a Rebus puzzle. Solve it in ten seconds. Yeah, and then solve another it's, it's, one it, in ten seconds. It is like the it is like the Scrabble Sprint uh, for you know the jackpot or whatever, where you have but two no, puzzles. But in no 10 clues. Seconds. There's no no clues. awful awful riddles. <sighs> You're not hearing so the re- like the Rebus is enough of a riddle, I yeah. suppose. When a ca- when a card r- uh, farts, Jack the Ripper, you did it. See, it's Jack, the game Jack. show you played all your life, but never quite like this. Oh no, 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 no! no. <laughs> we're we're doing a second episode on Scrabble, everyone. No, no. <laughs> this this was my entire plan. No, why? This was my plan all along. Why? You think I? You think I care about classic concentration, Jordan? Nobody cares about classic concentration. I care. Fun memory. Fun prizes. The cars. The suitcase. It's all about Scrabble. I don't. I mean, it aired on the same network, NBC, but no. Well, I don't want to remember Scrabble. I don't want to remember, uh, <laughs> uh, you you see them on, uh, you see them, uh, go, uh, you see them. He's trying. 
run bases. Short stop. <laughs> I don't want that, Adam. He's defeated. That keeps you broke me. <laughs> the only thing that broke me in concentration was the end credits where there's the Peter Pan mascot. <laughs> A Peter Pan mascot? The Peter Pan mascot broke me. I mean, okay, you're <laughs> you you have one picture to pitch your product to TV audiences. One still image. What do you choose? Cartoonist Ash Char Peanut Butter with arms and legs with the gloves. <laughs> their, their peanut butter is already called Peter Pan. No, we're just going to get default red arms, red legs. Maybe he wears sneakers. Why not? Why isn't it gloves. just a cartoon image of Peter Pan with a jar of peanut butter? It's just, uh... <laughs> Why is it peanut butter homunculus? I... It... <laughs> and that was, like, moments before recording, and so I broke. <laughs> you just see that, and you're like, nailed it. That, that's definitely... That says Peter Pan peanut butter. <laughs> A man of plastic and peanut butter that should not be... <laughs> It was like what, it's like a Kool Aid Man mascot because the arms and legs, but he has no face. He has no uh, mouth. There's Man no has like eyes or anything. It really is the most traumatic thing I've ever seen. Maybe if you take off the top of the jar, there's a face. <laughs> I mean, I guess there is technically Peter Pan's face on the. The bottom lower, the the corner of the torso. It was, <laughs> and like I, it's hard to explain. I I I have a photo, and that's all that we can go off of, unless you want to hear Gene Wood talk about Peter Pan peanut butter. He is doing a kind of hand gesture that that indicates, well, it's a living. <laughs> It's a shrug. It's like a big shrug. Like, yeah. Yes, this this is a peanut butter mascot. I've never seen something without shoulders shrug, but yes, that's a shrug. <laughs> it, it. I think it was supposed to come across like a walking. I want to hug you, Peter Pan. Jar. And it just comes across as just like a. Well, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> and it was funny because in the first episode we saw of Classic Concentration, it was kind of it was an around the world like special where it was just like hey if you get the winter circle in the fastest time you want to trip around the world we have a competition here and then the one that we saw which i thought was like 90s apparently it's 87 with all of the game show contestant stereotypes like oh man i could really use those sweaters number eight <laughs> i need one of those magnificent sequined sweaters Number 12. Oh, I don't know what's behind that puzzle. I'm going to go with number nine. All right, what's behind number nine? It's, and that was, it was that, and it was just so frustrating because it's just like, ugh. When they rehearsed the game into that level of like, they're now like feeding lines to the people, it just comes across as hokey and fake, and you just go, ugh. 
yeah, it, it just it's just I have to imagine that's coaching from the from the producers backstage saying, "Listen, we we need you to make this game seem more cerebral and interesting than it actually is." Look, we know this is just memory match, but I promise you, if you could just like get excited for us, you might be in some commercials. I know you're all <laughs> actors. If you wouldn't be in the promotionals, just just be wild, be crazy, smile, be happy, be energetic for everybody. In in that later '87 episode that we saw, I would not be surprised if all of those people were actors, like secretly, aside from whatever they do for their day job, because uh, like the three contestants that we saw were all very, I I would say very attractive people. They were very uh, they were cute, adorable, hunk. This was like a sign of the '80s. You had a twenty-something it, year old. You had someone in their mid- early forties. Yeah. As opposed to like the I don't know the cocaine businessman guy that we saw earlier in the Jack Nars era episodes and uh, the, no the Jack Nars era with the the DJ guy who may have been Doctor Demento I'm not sure he he his big his big anecdote was I did a disco nudity thing and then for the entirety of the episode Jack Nars did not give a shit about the game so this is much more boring than the show like I don't know how we can beat that. Uh. And then the earlier episode where there were two school marms who I feel must have been twin sisters. They look like they went from a, they went to a Margaret Thatcher convention cosplaying as Margaret Thatcher. They were both wearing the same clothing. Same clothing, same hair. The only difference was, was one was wearing glasses, the other was not. And it was, was the challenge of champions. And that was with the 30 square board and it ran pretty fast. You're going to do a little echo in post on that? Challenge of... (laughs) Great, great. Got it in one. (laughs) And then when we went back with this 90s thing, it was like they only went through like one game and then they had to speed up the second half. Yeah. Scrabble speed up. We don't need to speed up the game. Just say we'll be back next time. You know what? You're right, Jordan. They shouldn't speed up the game because it takes a lot of thought and and um, uh, what's another word? Uh, <laughs> another charitable way to describe this. I need, you need memory. It's a memory game. You can't rush intelligence. You can't rush this game. Adam, are you saying that this game is boring when they do the memory matches and the Rebus puzzle is the only time there's actual thought in the game? I mean, I'm not not saying that. Adam, the prizes are important here. They're important part because you need that's the prizes if you win if you solve the Rebus puzzle. Yes, what whatever would I do without my um I keep going back to cork sculpture. I'm sorry, I cork just, uh... sculptor. <laughs> uh there there was the video camera. There was fleece. There was fleece. Sure. Uh, and you know, and there's stuff like trips on the board occasionally. And uh, how would you like some flannel? Uh, only if I can also have one for my wife. You know what? His and hers flannel. How about that? Oh my god! How lucky am I? <laughs> Why don't you just make it one game then? That's what I'm just thinking. Why can't you just make it one game? Just one game where you, where where what? Where you guess the rebuses? 
No, like you do the memory match, but you don't have to like speed up the process. Oh, I see. Like just make it like a big board of 30 or 50 or whatever. <laughs> and just stretch it out. I mean, I used to like that idea when they would when they would shoot like 10 episodes of a show a day and they would air concurrently uh like Monday through Friday and um and you know they they would have returning contestants who just came off the show that they were filming five minutes ago. I kind of liked that. Uh, at least I used to. I'm not sure I do anymore. All they did was they changed their clothes. That's it. Yeah. Gave the illusion it was the next day. Or if you're Trebek, a different tie, and that was it. Even then, he was wearing so, sweaters. About- a couple of these episodes, he, he was wearing sweaters. Yeah. Uh, there's something about banging out that number of games in a in a day that uh, that really appeals to me. It's like, you know, you just you have to bang it out and just keep going, just keep going. And just remember, he has to say the same thing like almost every hour. We'll be right back. We'll find out if they can win the car right after this. Well, they won. Congratulations, you won it. <laughs> and you won all these prizes. Here's Gene Wood to tell you what you won. We come back the car game. <laughs> That that was another thing I think I uh, enjoyed watching uh, classic concentration this time through, and I think I uh, a thing that I think I'm learning about myself is that I like it when game shows when something on them goes wrong, uh, and they don't edit it out. When something doesn't flow exactly the way it's supposed to, but they're like, no, it's fine. Leave it in. It it gives you sort of that that feeling, you know, that this is a thing put on by. Lots of fallible human beings, but they still made it, you know. And it's like a this, like in a modern game show scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do? We, I think we made a bit about this earlier. Like, if we were going to do a modern concentration, even though it would be a twenty-five square game, probably most likely, uh, this is exactly what the game would be like. <clears throat> All right, Adam, pick a square. One. One, what we gotta see what is behind number <laughs> one. It's yeah. a Disney cruise. Uh-huh. It's a trip for four a Disney cruise lines to the Bahamas for a oh, wonderful man. stay. Adam, that's a wonderful cruise. Boy, that's what sucks. does this cruise <laughs> mean to you? Uh um my my family, we 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 love Donald Duck. We're such duckheads and uh, boy, it would mean the world to us if we could all have buffet breakfast with Donald Duck on a Disney cruise. All right. Now you need to pick one of the remaining squares. Uh-huh. If that is the cruise, you win it. I, I got I to go with lucky number seven, jo- seven, Jordan. All right. Number seven. We need to see the cruise. If this is anything else, you lose control of your game. What's behind number seven? 4K HD television. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. You've actually screwed up here. What would actually happen is what's behind door number seven? And then there would be a and a a quick zoom in on the door. And then it would cut back to you saying, we'll find out right after the break. That, That has to be one of the things about modern game shows that I hate the most. Oh, no, I was going to do that for the if you do a match. You just oh. won the television. <laughs> now we're going to reveal those two squares. 
What do you think is the puzzle? Uh, I don't. I fucking. It's just blue square. It's just blank. <laughs> you just gave me blank squares. <laughs> that is one thing. Is that you know it's a twenty-five square grid that you're looking at, and sometimes when you reveal squares, there's really nothing behind it. There's nothing behind these squares, and they still. So ask. all you're so all you're doing is adding a prize to your to your coffer. And instead of like the host going like, yeah, we should we should definitely like just have you keep picking. I'm well aware of what's going on. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you have to pad the show for time. It's a very quick. All right. We'll find out if it is. Uh, if, Disney if the Cruise. answer is the Avengers. When we come back. Hi, thanks for joining wait, us. Welcome back to Concentration. Before the break. Adam wait, why, why would the answer? <laughs> said Avengers on it. The Avengers. Is it the Avengers? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, a big red light. The big red light fills the, big the red studio. Lights, a big red cylinder. Yes. You have to have red light, green light. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Jordan. There just weren't enough farm tools in this Rebus for me to guess it properly. <laughs> That's okay, though. You know, if you keep picking, you can still win. Remember, whoever is the one to get the puzzle correct not only gets to keep their prizes, they get to go on to our bonus round where they can win $1 million. (laughs) With an asterisk. Well, here's how it works. You got to go through one final puzzle, 25. You got to solve it all in 60 seconds and the rebus. Ooh. For each one that you get right in the memory match of these famous celebrities, you get one thousand dollars. The old twenty-five right, you also. Get... Now remember, it is a twenty-five. Actually, it's probably a thirty in this game if we're going to go that route. Woof, that's a lot. Yeah, it'd be thirty. Now that I think about it, because no, twenty-five, no, no, you can't really no, match no. them evenly unless that's you're going to cr- do decoy well, like in the card game. I mean. I mean, well, you you would uh, you would knock out one of them at the beginning, like a free space, like they do in the main game. Yes, and then it's like the uh, well, I'm about a million dollars. It'll probably be like what a hundred grand if they were actually to do something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's twenty. It, it, it's twenty five thousand dollars if you can. I don't know. Yeah, twenty five thousand. It'd be like twenty twenty five thousand if you can match all the celebrities, and then. A million if you still manage to get the rebus and you still have time on the board. Then you can double it. I think that sounds about right. Look, we just made the reboot. We just rebooted concentration. Big Okay, so what do we wait, so what do we call it? It was it's been concentration and classic concentration. So what's the reboot of classic concentration called? Probably just concentration, I assume. New concentration. All new concentration presented by uh Alfonso Roberto. <laughs> I only assume that because ABC in this is remodel. So, you guys, he's gonna do the Carlton dance. It's gonna be so great. I mean, like, I can't figure out like who else is in the ABC library that would do the <laughs> like a great. I mean, you you could always you could always do a little bit of stunt casting, like they've done with uh, with Joel McHale and uh, and uh, Elizabeth. Okay, Banks. so you need someone who's like drunk then, or. <laughs> Randall Park, get Randall Park to do the show. 
I mean, I mean, what's uh, what's Alex Trebek doing besides Jeopardy these days? Uh, well, health issues. But other than well, that, besides that, <laughs> doing good. Get Constance Wu. <laughs> she was so excited we, to get we, off fresh off we, the boat. Surprise! She has a new kid <laughs> doing concentration. That's not bad. That's not bad. And it's just, but, she's just like clearly, like, just like Trebek and Nars, just like, happy to be here. Great to host <laughs> the eighth episode of the day. Could we get Will Ferrell dressed as Alex Trebek? Uh, that's a special gimmick episode. That is, uh, well, yeah, because we're doing an all new reboot. We have to do every stereotype of concentration with all the game show quirks. So we have to have celebrity cameos now. Mm-hmm. So Will Ferrell has to show up as Alex Trebek uh, and pad the game out like in the middle of the game. Like, oh, before Adam can pick again, oh, look who's here, everybody. It's Will Ferrell dressed as Alex Trebek. Uh, and what movie are you are you promoting this week, Will? Or, <laughs> well, I'm here to promote uh, Semi-Pro 2. We're finally doing a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Holmes and Watson 2. Holmes and Watson 2. The first one did so well. We were really good. You know, uh, it's Christmas time. This is the Christmas special. People know me as Buddy the Elf. So I just want to let people know that we are we are working on the prequel movie to Buddy the Elf. Oh. Uh, call, called uh, Lonely the Wolf. And it's about Buddy the Elf meeting a wolf. It's like a Halloween Thanksgiving special. You'll kids will love it. Uh, coming Thanksgiving twenty twenty one. All right, this thanks. is well, all. Anyway, this back is, to the this game. Is all, Adam, this is all bad. Well, Adam, before the break, uh, before that great commercial break happened, uh, you had uh, one whole Bitcoin. You had uh, a, a MacBook Pro. You had uh, a trip to the Disney Cruise, a 4K television with a year of Disney Plus. Uh, you ended up with uh, the smart, the smart refrigerator and freezer. And there's still 12 squares left on the board, left to be uncovered, including the grand prize of the new car. Great. Get excited more. We have. Ha- ha- need- Sorry, happy to be here, Jordan. Yeah, thank you. Casting preview. We're going to cut. Oh, we have to re- redo all of that. You won the 4K television. You won the smart refrigerator. Oh my god! You won this and that. Oh my god! No way! <laughs> oh wait, you know, you know who's going to host this? I know. I know who's going to host this. Oh no! Who's going to host this? Who's going to host our reboot? It's Ellen DeGeneres, obviously. Because she does not give a shit. Because she doesn't give a shit. All she wants is people to scream at her for offering them things. I mean, it's like... From the... From the the executive producers behind Ellen's Game of Games comes a reboot of a timeless game show classic. All right, well, here's a... You have um. I love these puzzles. We have a puzzle right here. If you just uh, match it up, you win the prize. That's good. <laughs> and then she starts dancing just randomly. <laughs> oh, she doesn't do that anymore. 
Oh, she's just now. She's just gonna stand there with the card and just be like, uh, "She, uh, she lets her DJ dance out into Twitch. the audience." Twitch is gonna be the announcer. Congratulations, you won yourself a Universal Studios vacation party with the minions on New Year's Eve. <laughs> You're gonna kiss a minion as the clock strikes midnight. Oh boy, I don't know what does that prize mean to you. <laughs> Because you have to do that now. It's a modern game show. One game. You got to stretch it for time. Also, also, you have to make this an hour, so it's technically two games with two halves of two contestants. Playing one game of the 25 square concentration. And then one of the uh, match the prize, win the money game. Because you have to do a cash game. You can't do a car game now. Make the car here. like a front game bonus, like main prize. I'm just here because I like Rebus's. You like Rebus puzzles? That's wonderful. Glad to see you here. Uh, and then, like, these just see like directors staring at you. Smile more. You gotta smile more. Teeth. Show your teeth. I I don't I don't I don't want to stand by the minion. Now hug the minion. Look, the minion is here, and look who else is here. Jimmy Fallon from the Tonight Show. Want, no, God, no. Hey, I don't, going, I Ellen? don't want to I'm just them. glad to show here to, to promote give Adam a good prize. <laughs> oh, hey, minion, high five. Hey, anyway, uh, I just want to say you're welcome to visit me on the set of the Tonight Show in New York City. And here's our good friend James Corden. Oh, how's it going? You know, good to be here. You know, I really love my hit show, Couple Karaoke. And you know where I'm from is jolly old England. It's a trip to London, England. Wow, what an amazing trip. What life-changing prices, Adam. Don't you feel excited? Jimmy Fallon's here, trip to New York. Corden's here with a trip to London. A minion is here for a trip to Universal Studios. You must be having the time of your life. It just cuts back to me and you see my legs dangling from the top of the frame. <laughs> and when we come back, I'll be playing for a million dollars. <laughs> or <laughs> no, wait, 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 no. Because we've been through all the modern game show gimmicks, including red light, green light, and forced cameo appearances by celebrities. Coming up! <laughs> Adam is just oh, 60 yeah. seconds away from a quarter of a million dollars. But can he handle the final puzzle? No match. No match. <laughs> no match. That's back to me with my legs dangling from the top of the frame again. <laughs> You're not saying anything. We're wasting time. <laughs> Are you there? You know, you think they would have edited this out. Well, that's okay. In your behalf, Bob the Minion's here. <laughs> banana. 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 My number. <laughs> Join us next time with two more contestants. <laughs> Test their memory right here on Concentration. I think I understand how you feel about Scrabble now. So this is, I think we figured it out. We did, we finally rebooted uh, <laughs> Concentration. You get Ellen the host, two team, like like two people, 
one 25 square board or you can do 30 i'm i'm more favored at 25 so you can slow it down even more and then you just have like a car be the main featured prize and you make sure that you slow it down so it's an it's an antagonizing pick a square what's behind four it's a it's a trip to paris wow Oh, yeah, because this show is an hour long, and we only do one main round and the bonus round. For a half hour, two games. So it's 30 minutes. Like Yes. It's like, I'm not that cruel, Adam. We're not going to have one game be the stretched out to the full hour. <laughs> you got to go like pyramid style, where it's just one game and a bonus round, and then you do another game and a bonus round, and that's it. Like card sharks. You know, like how card sharks is spread out for like, two games in one hour and Joel McHale clearly does not want to be there. I mean, he signed up for another season, so he, he must sort of want to be there. Now imagine that, but with Ellen DeGeneres. <sighs> I mean, it could be worse. I mean, you want, what do you want? Hassan Minaj from Patriot Act to stop by? I mean, at least he's got some energy. Oh, you want someone who's like clearly like does not ever want to like be on television ever again. Ooh, like I mean, like maybe. Uh, like someone who clearly was just like I disagreed because I wanted the money. Man, that sounds like Ellen actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, because it's the prizes, you reveal the squares, and it's a surprise, and it's all of these lavish prizes that are thousands of dollars each, except for the one big prize. It's the car. It's like, wow, I can't believe it. Your dreams come true. Here's a Shutterfly gift certificate. <laughs> and then the 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 audience just screams. You're not you're not getting it. Coming it up. It doesn't matter. They're excited for me. They're so excited for you. They're so excited for me, but mostly they're excited for Shutterfly. You you know what else is excited? Banana Republic. <laughs> Oh, what's this old Navy gift card doing here? I am in a hell. Oh, I know. I know how you feel. You know, we picked you because of your sob story. We know how much the, these prizes mean to you. That's why uh, behind square number six, just to help you out, it's an Ikea furniture set. $5,000 to Ikea to re renovate your entire house. What does this furniture mean to you? It um, it, it means several hours of manual labor. Well, I know that, that that means a lot. But remember, it's not yours until you solve that puzzle. If you don't solve it, you don't win it. Great. So, of course, after you do a whole sob story and you have all of these, what does this mean to you? Only one person wins the prize the other doesn't get anything i was in i was in a terrible accident uh a few years ago uh i was hit by a car uh and my uh my butt fell out and the uh the doctors didn't think they'd be able to reattach it but uh luckily through lots of uh, surgery and physical therapy uh they were able to reattach it and i'm i'm feeling a lot better now i uh, i got married uh I, i have a lovely wife and and child um, yeah. and, uh, honestly that Ikea furniture would mean so much to me as a, a person with a, uh, 
uh, a, a deviated rectum. That deviated rectum is going to help you out on this new recliner. <laughs> And look who is showing up to demonstrate it. It's Steve Harvey. Oh, God. That's right, Ellen. You know, Harvey's Hundreds is very important. One of my favorite talk shows. Uh-huh. And that's why this recliner is good. You can watch some television. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on just a hot second. Harvey's Hundreds, the game they played on Steve Harvey's talk show. Yes. It's basically classic concentration's bonus round, isn't it? It is, but with no with no rebus puzzle, and it's just if you right. match all twenty, you get a thousand dollars. That's it. <laughs> that was <laughs> Harvey's hundred. Son of a bitch. Right down to Steve Harvey saying no match. <laughs> <laughs> no match. And then like you gotta match this and also don't forget if you find the bonus, you find like the carnival cruise, you win the cruise. <laughs> and then he just stands there and he hands out like $400 and then you get excited and that's it. Incredible. But I got to stand next to Steve Harvey while winning that money. Exactly. And there's no Rebus and puzzle, I, so it's even more cerebral. I felt the power radiating from his mustache. There you go. There's your iconic game show host with a mustache these days. You really want to have like a mustachio game show host? Uh, no, but Steve Harvey can't host a game show unless he has something to like riff on, and you can't riff on a person calling a number. That's why I think you're right. It has to be like Ellen, and it has to just be like prize reveals is what makes this show such a surprise. Because now it's like gone are the days where you can win giggle water. <laughs> But how would you like a year's supply of bubbly? <laughs> bubbly, the seltzer water from the Coca-Cola company. Or was it Pepsi? I don't know. <laughs> uh. What a dream prize. What does this bubbly mean to you? It means I'm going to be burping all day. All day and all night. That's why uh, you the uh the the fleece is now gonna be replaced with like old navy gift certificates uh look at all the branding opportunities we are creating an actual show here adam i i, I think this is the problem with classic concentration is that uh on classic concentration everything on the board was boiled down to a simple like generic description of what it was like cork sculpture or sweaters or whatever and they couldn't but now afford they all the vowels so they had to break it up <laughs> right but like now they would have to have the brand name on there of whatever it was they were giving away so they just be like the old navy logo and the old navy logo for the old navy gift certificate <laughs> that's not bad actually and then you would have i like, could see that a, working but then you could have like postcards think about that now because modern tech postcards uh, you know how Jeopardy has the video wall? What's stopping you from doing video wall? That's true. See, I know we're actually going into the, but actually, now that I think but about actually, it. But actually, though, <laughs> you know what? I'm turning a corner on classic concentration. It could work today. It could and it should work today. Because the Jeopardy wall is just a giant video wall. I mean, like, you, clearly classic concentration was cheap because it was like, a, like a, they used the Commodore 64 computer. <laughs> and you had to hear that 
But if you just like have the right music, the right sound effects library. Oh, come on. The sound effects are like 90% of a good game show. No, no. You see, Adam, when we were watching the Jack Nars episodes, there was an organ play. We're bringing back the organ. It was great. We're bringing back the organ. We're not doing that. it, It reminded me to stand up for the seventh inning stretch. It was this. Also, that was the kind of font that was used in remote control on MTV. Now that I think about it, MTV's remote control. Huh. Uh, that was the game show font. Like concentration was like the 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 game show font. That's actually what I in, uh, inspired my logo for the podcast to be. Was concentration. Oh. So it's it's. I think we should just have an organ, and you should have dramatic music, dramatic lighting, uh, weird. You should have them all be standing, not sitting. Uh, definitely, you should do like the uh, the like uh, an avatar version of the game, where it's if you win the prize, like they have to present the oversized gift card, like Ellen would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to have someone run out from backstage and deliver it to you. Yes. And then you have, like, the, if it's the car, it's the car keys, clearly. But then you have the take car, and you could take the car away. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> After all, we spent, like, th- 20 minutes explaining the significance of winning a Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> and all the taxes associated with it. You could get the take card and take the Escalade away from somebody, and they just have to hand it to you. That's great. That's cruel and great. <laughs> And Ellen, because it's Ellen, will not give a shit. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Oh, man, that's not... Oh, wow. <laughs> Hate to see that. And then, Ellen of is, course, when Ellen they is win, long past giving a shit. And, of course, when they win, they get all the stuff, and it's great. Because, let's see here, it's 25 squares, right? So, on at the most, it's 24 match it with 24 squares that are prizes mm-hmm. which means 12 but theoretically if there's three wilds and 10 prizes that's all you, you all have to sign up is just for 10 ra- big expensive prizes <laughs> and then you just have to book up some like avatars or get a celebrity cameo to stop by <laughs> uh. don't you want to see bob the minion on a wonderful Universal Studios vacation. You know, my favorite part of Jeopardy uh, is when they trot out a celebrity in the middle of the fucking game, and the whole the whole rhythm of the game is broken. Yes, that's that's my favorite thing about game shows. Well, they do that on like Deal or No Deal. They do that on. Yes, and that's why I hate Deal or No Deal. See, I'm making it better. I'm improving the show. Price is right to Celebrity Weeks. What's stopping... What's stopping this new version of Concentration, which we're calling the all-new Concentration? (laughs) (laughs) Even though the last episode aired more than 30 years ago. Concentration Future. Concentration 2020. You gotta do like that whole cl- like. Remember when like in the late nineties, everything was two thousand of some kind. Like this is two thousand. It's the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do two thousand twenty. Wheel two thousand. 
2020 the concentration and it's just this one rebus puzzle and the answer is like adam levine in room five yeah and of course just like classic concentration they have to go behind a green screen and try and point at the wall and explain their action you you think they would trust contestants these days to do that no but you know who they would Caroline Ray from. <laughs> oh God! Hi, Alan. What? So, have you noticed there is an ear here, and there's an H. H plus ear is here. Caroline Ray. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Where has she been hiding? Where did you pull that from? Match game. <laughs> oh, okay. You know how they get like all all the people from like that they can just pretty much book on a day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. What what would you rather have, uh, Jane Lynch? I mean, Jane Lynch is all right. Uh, you want uh, Hannibal Buress? <laughs> Considering where Carol- he is these days, Caroline Ray seems like a, a nice, bubbly personality. I was not, I was not aware she was on game, uh, modern match game. She, I, she uh, is. Uh, it, it, also- it may surprise you to learn I haven't been watching modern match game. What are you talking about, Adam? I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't trust myself to watch that Alec Baldwin. He's so handsome and does such a great impression of our current president. The, oh, the orange, the big orange buffoon. The big orange buffoon. Wait, wait, wait! Do you hear this? Ready? Here's this funny match game bit. <clears throat> Donald Trump said, "There is no such thing as impeachment. There is something as impeachment." That's when I go to the White House cafeteria and eat a blank. Jesus Christ. And then Michael Che has to stand there and, and Colin Jost, and they have to smile and laugh and go, hey, I remember. That was funny. I remember the funny. The state of, of modern game Elia shows. has to write something and then scream at the audience. Uh, and then you have, uh, who's the lady from Kimmy Schmidt who plays Kimmy Schmidt. She has a smile. Ellie Kemper. Kelly Kemper has like, she's a frequent person on that show. And then, uh, you have to have Joel McHale, which is great. Cause you know, I found out he has dyslexia, which makes everything bad. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? He has dyslexia. Huh? Which also is weird because he reads teleprompters and he has to read question cards and write. It's like, it's why do you put him on these shows that require reading? It's tough for him. And I huh. don't mean that to be insulting. That, that just means like a, they didn't really think this through, did they? <laughs> and there's no kind of sign or tell that maybe they should take care of him on that issue. <laughs> But it's okay. Look who's here. It's uh, Titus Burgess. Oh, would you stop? Well, well, <laughs> well, can't you get see if we get one of those celebrities to read the puzzle solution on concentration? We can't afford any more celebrities. Our celebrity budget is maxed out. Well, then we have to take it out of the prize budget, obviously. Well, that's can't. fine. Instead of doing a $500 Old Navy gift card... We get them. We give them a two hundred and fifty old navy gift card. Exactly. And who better to deliver this than oh, the God. cast of Riverdale? No. 
<laughs> how about uh, YouTube sensation Ninja? <laughs> he, no, he's on Mixer now. Everybody knows that. How about YouTube sensation beauty vlogger person? You should know this beauty vlogger. Oh, beauty vlogger person. You know. My favorite YouTuber. hand over the support gift card. <laughs> I got it. I got it. We get the Peter Pan mascot from the 90s. Oh, God. Be the guy who runs out to get the prizes. You know what? That's That's a guy who's dedicated to his brand. I haven't gotten out of this costume in 30 years. Oh, you think it's a costume? It's not? <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to get canceled on the internet. My culture is not a costume. Peter Pan peanut butter rice. Oh, no. But uh no, I, I think like, we've gone I think we've gone a tad off the rails. Normally we do a speed round, but we are in the new year here, so it's now time for the final round. Oh all right. Instead of a sixty second plug and all that other good stuff, we only have one important question to ask. Are you ready to answer the final question? I am ready. You have a take card and can take anything. Classic concentration. What do you take? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be that. It's got to be that arcade game. The arcade game. That, I mean, that's a pretty yeah. Now we got. Now you can explain I mean, why. I, now you I have mean, to explain why because we have to. I mean, do I want that more than the uh, pro- prototype answering machine they had? Do I want that more than the uh, the cork sculpture? <laughs> And you uh, pick that over the Suzuki Samurai. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Oh, well, you can't take a car, but sure. Uh, you can take a car. Anything. You could take his mustache. You can take. You know what? I'm a, I'm a retro gamer, uh, and I only think a game is good if it comes uh, on a CRT monitor inside a uh, a structure made of particle board. <laughs> well, you're you're in luck because that is a CRT monitor. <laughs> attaches something particle board and it has everything from buttons to a joystick Ooh. and even ah. a quarter slot wow me I would have taken the big old sign that big classic concentration neon I didn't I didn't know that was on offer anything's on offer could I could I get the big uh the big stupid staircase where they stack eight cars. Yes, you could have taken that. Oh, but instead you no, have I feel to... like a real dunce. Well, I'm sorry, but you're walking out here with an arcade cabinet. <laughs> but uh, also, do you have any fun things to promote or plug <laughs> while we're here? Uh, well, I, I guess if you like, uh, I don't know, talking about game shows and video games and other silly stuff. Uh, and you and you don't mind also talking about politics and profanity. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter uh, at l adam bell, um, or you could follow my alternate account, uh, uh, Super Fun Tune Screens, on Twitter uh, at sf tune screens. Uh, we're uh, about to start uh, a new batch of of fresh content. We uh, we watch old cartoon shows uh, and post uh, out of context. Uh, pictures and, and videos and stuff uh and and that's been fun uh, we mostly focus on like video game themed cartoons 
uh, but we're kind of getting out of that now. Because uh, there's only... You, you did Double Dragon last time we were here. We did Double Dragon last time, yes. Uh, there, there are only so many video game cartoons, it turns out. Uh, some of them are actually pretty good. Most of them are, are not. Uh, and not in a, not in a fun-to-watch bad way. Just in a bad way. <laughs> are you going to watch the Bubsy? <clears throat> we, uh, we, we may be tackling... Bubsy. What could soon. possibly go wrong? You gotta stop saying that. I, I, I'm having Vietnam flashbacks now. What could possibly? Also, uh, I know you did also Battletoads. So, yes, and the yes, the the one, uh, the the Battletoads pilot that aired, I think, once. You want to do an impersonation of the Mega Man from Captain and the Game Master? Uh, I mean, I would, except that uh, I don't smoke, so uh, I did. I, I really don't want to wreck my voice for the rest of the day. <laughs> you don't want to sound like that. Me- <laughs> Mega high, yeah. <laughs> oh well, I, I mean, anyway, like, that, that. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of cartoons. I mean, like think about this: Donkey Kong Country, Sonic X, Kirby, right back at you. Uh, there was the. Uh, Tack in the power of Juju from Nickelodeon. Was that was that a game first or a cartoon first? Game first, and then became huh. a cartoon. Huh. Uh, you have uh, the the wacky races. I think you go through that, wacky races. Mm, no. Uh, <laughs> how mm. about? Uh, not, it is tough. Not of, uh, there's, uh, you guess Pokemon, but that's like a obvious. Yeah, no. You can. No, uh, we don't touch Pokemon. You don't touch Pokemon. I don't touch Pokemon. You don't. Want to, you don't like Pokemon. I I have no problem with Pokemon. That's uh, you don't. But I, wanna... also, but I also don't have any particular fondness for Pokemon. What What if we brought Bob the Minion out for you? Okay. You're, you now you're it. talking. Is wait, are minions Pokemon? No, they're not Pokemon. They can't hurt you. <laughs> just, just this wave goodbye with the minion. We're gonna minions. We're about to they're say not goodbye real. before we go. We're just gonna wave goodbye with Bob the minion out here. Just the guy to goodbye and a guy goodbye. to his box. And I want to thank everyone for stopping by, Adam. Want to thank the guy behind the prize tree who's going, oh shit, the guy working uh, the Trilon. Uh, Jack Nars, wherever you are. <laughs> Alex Trebek and Bob the Minion and you at home. So long, everybody. <laughs> we love you, Alex. Thank you so much, Adam, for stopping by. I had a lot of fun. Before I, you know, move on and we can go to some more segments, here's the catch-up with Classic Concentrations. Now, in the original two versions, the original series debuted August 25th, 1958, and then there was the Jack Nars version, which started September 10th, 1973. Both of those versions had a 30-square uh, grid versus Classic Concentration with Trebek, which had a 25-square grid. What makes these games similar is the prizes to get to the Rebus puzzles, but uh, the DOS version was Classic Concentration, and also they even came out with this P 
PC edition like a few years back from Big Fish Games, which was supposed to be like a soft reboot of Concentration. I don't know what was the purpose of this other than to see like maybe if there was a reason to make an app out of this, interest to make a game show to adapt for NBC maybe. I don't know. Thank you, folks at Freeze Tag, for creating a, a modern version of Concentration, which kind of had some logos and different sort of prizes that I explained in my reboot. So, in my version, in my version, I would do a 30 square version of Concentration. I would make it one game wins you the match, and you go on to try for the car. And, of course, you slow it down. Uh, that's how I would have done concentration. In the final round, you would play with a 25-square grid. And then the 25-square grid would be either prizes, more prizes, because you want to go even more over the top. Uh, or you would make it so it's different celebrities or different movies or something silly like that where you would have 60 seconds to basically play a 5x5 five five version of Concentration. For each one you get right, uh, you go up a different money ladder, and then you get a chance, if you can solve all of it and the Rebus puzzle, uh, you get to keep the money. So there is this element of when to solve the puzzle to cash in the money. I would rather have the car be in the front game rather than the end game, if that makes sense. Uh, I know cars in the final round make sense, but something about the final round being kind of like a you have 60 seconds, the more matches you get, the more like 5,000. Uh, actually, let me put over, let me actually pull up my uh, notepad here. One match, 5,000, two, 10,000, 315, four, 20,000, five, 25, six, 30,000, seven matches, 35,000, eight matches, 40,000, nine matches, 45,000, 10 matches gets you 50,000. Remember, 60 seconds. So this is really tough. 11 gets you 100,000. If you match all 12, there's a quarter million dollars. And of course, there is a wild card that can be extra help to you. I think that would be interesting. Alternatively, you would make just the return of the car game with the eight different cars. But what I would want is a wild jackpot where if you get two wilds, you end up with a cash jackpot that goes up a thousand every time it's not one. Because I, I think the way that was handled was really fun. Yes, you're stretching out the show, for but it's a 20-minute show now. It's no longer 24. And... If you sp and I feel like if you if you're just going to just uh, create a game show that's just simply put uh, just put memory match, you can like make sure you can either slow it down or speed it up. And me, I would rather just you know you're, it's this modern day. You're going to slow down the show a bit, which I feel is not really good. I mean, I, it's not good to slow down a show, but that's how modern game shows are. You have to explain every prize. You have to explain what everything is. You have to talk it out for for this. Uh, otherwise, you speed up the game and try and get two puzzles in in one episode. That's the only way I can look at this, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I could see this definitely a quibby because I, I think you can do a concentration game in a bonus round uh, in in 
10 minutes or less. And if you're going to do that version, then go classic concentration style. You just win one game, you go on to the bonus round where you can try to win a car. That's it. I like how modern game shows could still be shortened down, and classic concentration is still a fun format and still fun play along, and it's one of those classic game shows that just really takes me back so i really do recommend people watch concentration it might look boring at first but there is something going on with this game that i just keep gravitating towards and it's always fun to play along with and one final fun fact one of the models for classic concentration was madgerie goodson that's right folks mark goodson's daughter was a model on classic concentration and now it's time for the 110-part series exploring every pricing game on The Price is Right. This is the Pricing Game Spotlight. Credit Card Premier date, December 7th, 1987, 6681D. Finale date, Bob Barker, May 25th, 2007, 4005K. Premier date with Drew Carey, February 1st, 2008, 4185K. Finale date, Drew Carey era, October 31st, 2008, 4485K. <laughs> Gotta be honest, I actually thought this game was still in rotation. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, I feel like an idiot. All right. Credit card was a pricing game where the contestant tried not to exceed their credit limit to win five prizes, each worth between $200 and $3,000. Gameplay, the contestant is presented with a large credit card, which is inserted into an ATM, which displays a credit limit, usually between $1,800 and $2,500. The player must select three prizes of the five, whose prizes total below the credit limit to win all five prizes. The prizes are selected one at a time, and the price is deducted from the credit limit after each selection. Credit card is the logical antithesis of shopping spree, as the object is to spend most of the given. Furthermore, the credit limit is selected such that the simplified objective of the game is to choose the three cheapest prizes, where shopping spree, the goal is to choose the most expensive prizes. Apart from their opposing goals, and the fact that shopping spree uses four prizes versus five on credit card, the games are played the exact same way. In the event of a loss, when the contestant goes over the credit limit, three yellow markers pop up above the three correct prices. On occasion, blue bursts have occurred when all five markers raised upward. Originally, the correct markers were gray, and the wrong numbers had the red no on a white background as well. History. Credit card debuted on December 7th, 1987, 6681D, and was lost on that playing. The credit card prop that was inserted into the set is a piece of cardboard and thus serves no technical purpose for displaying the credit limit as seen in one carry episode when he asked for the credit limit before inserting the card. Nevertheless, it was printed with an expiration date, too small to be legible on air originally. It was December 2007, meaning the card has expired. But this has not been acknowledged on air by the host, contestants, or production staff. Credit Card was the first pricing game to be played over 100 times. It was rarely the fifth or sixth game to be played as well. This game is currently on hiatus. Its final playing was on October 31st, 2008. The game's only playing in Season 37. Though it has not been officially retired, 
It's possible that it's simply being refurbished as other games like Bargain Game, previously Barker's Bargain Bar, Check Game, and Card Game have been removed from the portation for an extended period of time. In order for this game to be played, three of the five prizes has to be exactly the credit limit or less than the credit limit. The most number of times this game has been played in any season was 31. Credit card has never offered five cards. No, no, really? But as far as that version, the game is played the same except for it doesn't only want the three prizes chosen if one and only one prize, the highest can create a loss yet still manage to win the game. Later on, the contestant also won the amount of cash left on the credit card if won. Yay! Well, I like credit card. I thought this was a fun pricing game. Uh, it is out of rotation. So that tells me maybe amp up the money, amp up the prizes, make, maybe make it $5,000 and then like out of seven prizes or maybe pick it so it's oh you know what makes credit card even cooler is if it was like you had a store and it was kind of like between the like a three like a give and take but you have a limit maybe that's what they should do and you can win six prizes there like pick a trip pick some outdoor furniture and pick a uh i don't know some luggage luggage or a patio furniture and then you will have a laptop computer or a television. And then like a trip to Panama or a trip to uh, the Galapagos Islands. Uh, something like that would probably have made this a much better game. It sucks that it's gone, but you know what? The three cheapest versus the most expensive. I could see why they probably just said, you know what? We have shopping spree right now. Why do we have credit card? It's It bums me out that it's gone, but you know maybe we'll be refurbished. Maybe there'll be a nice LED television. We'll see a much cooler version of this in the near future, but it has been over a decade since it last aired. So I'm going to take a guess and say it's probably retired. Next time on the Pricing Game Spotlight, we'll be spelling it out for you with Spelling Bee. As a Yuletide Christmas present, the Game Show Network has uploaded a full episode of its brand new game show, Get a Clue, for YouTube, so we can see it about a week in advance. So what a good time to end the year than by doing another game show review. Yeah, we're ending the year right, game show style. Anyway, the show is called Get a Clue. It's on Game Show Network, hosted by Rob Belushi. The format is quite simple, actually. It's with two teams of four people, kind of like America Says, but instead of a balderdash style like America Says, or a common misconception quiz show like Common Knowledge, this is a clue-giving show. So it's akin to a lot of Bob Stewart kind of shows, like Pyramid and Go. So the way the show works is it is played with two teams of four. In round one... The person in first position gives a clue to the person in second position. If they're right, the player in second position then gives the next word to the person in third position and continues a chain of four people. So one to two, two to three, three to four, and then the final, and then four to one, and then finally uh, (laughs) one to two, one final time. For each correct guest word in 30 seconds, they get 100 points. There's only five words per round if they're able to go through all five words within the 30 seconds they'll get a 200 point bonus which means there's 700 points up for grabs in each round 
they also get to show four categories, which are kind of innuendo-based, similar to Pyramid. But unlike Pyramid, they do not have a choice in the matter of what categories to pick. It's all on a list, one after the other after the other. So there are four categories in the first round with two attempts per team. It goes back and forth ping pong style. Team one, then team two, then team one, then team two. Uh, So a grand total of 1,400 points are available at the end of this round. In round two, it's exactly the same as round one. We double the points because it's round two. The game show cliche holds true to this day. With 200 points per correct word, with five words giving a bonus, 400 points, meaning 1,400 points per uh, uh, opportunity or 2,800 total. In round three is where the show devolves from the chain of of giving clues to the next person to the next person. It's instead a one-on-one game, so the captain and one of the team players gets to play this game. And it's almost like a a pick-your-category there is three levels of points, a 200, a 400, and a 600 for an easy word, a medium word, and a hard word. You will have 60 seconds to get as many words as you can to your opponent. Uh, but in the final 15 seconds of your game, the 2,000-point uh, category will be unlocked among the, with, as well as the 200, 400, and 600, meaning there's a fourth chance, and it's a Hail Mary pass, but it's also the toughest words to grab. Uh, whoever gets the most points at the end of this round wins the game and goes on to the end game for a chance at $10,000. In the final round, there is four light-up podiums, and it's kind of in a, almost kind of reminds me of America Says Still, uh, where there's a white light and a spotlight. Uh, the white light podium is the whoever has to receive the clues with the spotlight being the clue giver. Uh, the spotlight relays it's a clue giver. The podium randomly selects one of the players to get the clues. Uh, if the if the podium that lights up gets the word correct, uh, then they become the next clue giver, and one of the remaining three podiums randomly gets selected to be the next one. If they pass, uh, same thing plays. So the person white podium becomes a clue giver. Random selected white podium. Uh, but this is this is crucial. Uh, you have to get eight right in 60 seconds to win $10,000. And that is it. That is, so it's almost, this was now turning into the common knowledge in game. So yes, they're, they're blending some of the uh, weird quips from America Says as, as the joke. There is some banter like in America Says during some of the re- ways they relay clues out. And the end game is reminiscent of common knowledge, so it feels exactly like something that fits among the modern slate of Game Show Network originals. The issue I have with the show, and there has to be issues, is that there really isn't much playability. Uh, a lot of Game Show Network shows, including Catch-21, uh, Common Knowledge, and America Says, has what I call a muted playability which means that you can watch this show on mute and play along with the game because the questions are on screen displayed. With this show, you can't really hear the clues, you can't really see the clues because it's already in front of you. So there's no play-along ability except for in commercial breaks. My recommendation is to uh, get a book or something in co- or your hand and cover up the lower third and try and play along that way. Uh, <laughs> turn your back to the camera and just listen. Because otherwise, you already know all the answers. 
this kind of reminds me a lot more of Hot Streak, the Bruce Forsyth game show from the 80s, just without headphones and without the necessary uh, chain of building money with a final round for $10,000. This is, of course, Game Show Network, so they're doing the game show minimum of $10,000 on the show, which is fine. Like, I, I mean, like, I'm not really offended by $10,000 on a Game Show Network show. It feels like the prize money comes separate to playability. But when there's other game shows like 25 Words or Less that also give away the $10,000, you kind of have to push and shove and say, like, well, which one's the better guessing game show is what's going to go on. And it, it's a trope that's been going on for a good decade now. Like, you have Hollywood Game Night doing guessing games. You had Celebrity Name Game being a guessing game. You had Ellen's Game of Games being a guessing game. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just I have seen a lot of these shows that this one doesn't really stand out of the crowd when you're trying to deliver a heads-up type game show here. And I like this show a lot. I think Rob Belushi's kind of funny in this role. But the issue is, I think it's because it's just his first time hosting a game show. He's a little bit behind the scenes. He's very passive in this hosting. He's not confrontational. And the only time he really does zingers is in the introduction sequences. Rarely on the clues, rarely on the bonus round. And that's a knock on my book. Uh, also, the point structure, I, I like it. I like it. I would say of all the game shows currently on the air on Game Show Network, this one has the best scoring mechanic of it because I love that pick the word 200, 400, uh, 600 bonus thing in round three. It reminds me a bit of 25 words or less with the easy, medium, or hard, and you only have five. But no, this is actually kind of like a cool, if you actually had time, you could actually go through more, and there's no word limit. I wish there was more quips, but or maybe treat it like just a reboot of Hot Streak, but maybe they don't want to get the license to Hot Streak, and that's why the show exists. There's a lot of game shows similar to, so shh. But this has a really cool game show-ass set. Like This is the most game show-ass game show set I have seen in probably 20 years, because light-ups, little lights, little monitors... They're still using that one font that's in like every version of these game shows and parallelograms. I mean, we could have just kept doing impact font or Euro style, but you know, it's a new decade, I suppose. So we can continue with this. But um, I love this set. This is one great set. The gameplay, I am actually for. I enjoy the single, double, catch up, and then bonus. It gives it a classic game show vibe. The only knocks is that game show default, and there's a lack of playability here. With the other guessing games you have, like a pyramid or 25 words or less, you have a celebrity there. So it's really, as much as you want to play along with pyramid, you're actually kind of there to listen to the celebrity make a fool of themselves. Um, but this is a team of four civilians, which adds a whole new element to the game, which I actually kind of dig as well. I do recommend you watch Get a Clue if you are a game show diehard. If you're just a passive person in the world of game shows, I recommend just, you know, if it's on, if it's on in, like, the cafeteria, go for it. Otherwise, don't go out of your way. I give this a solid B. This is a fun show, great variety, great format. I enjoyed it, and I recommend it. 
but only if you are a core game show nerd. And that's going to do it for us this year. Wow, this has been an amazing journey. I uh, We've already done one year anniversary. This is the end of the year episode. It's the Christmas special. I am out of breath. And I hope to have some more energy for next year when we talk about more game shows, I suppose. Thank you so much for tuning in. Go to jordanhaas.com slash podcast for more episodes in the archive. Go to the Apple Podcast. Give it the five stars. Recommend me a game show to talk about for next year. I really want to know what you want me to talk about. And finally, if you want to catch up with me on Twitter or block me, I hear that's a new thing. Uh, you could just go to twitter.com slash jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A, uh, and say hello. Or once again, block me. <laughs> I hope you had a wonderful 2019, and I hope to see you again in 2020, which isn't exactly... Well, seven days from now. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until then, big smooch. Mwah.